Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Welcome to our 112th episode, or our fourth video episode. That's right. Of the of the podcast, and today we have a pretty interesting topic. Bob, you want to give us a little little bit of an intro for that? Well, before I do, I got to say that sometimes people accuse me of like, do you always look at the glass like it's half full? And yes, I do. Yes, I, I can and, confirm and, that. He and does. and I I. You got to look at everything from a positive viewpoint, in my opinion. Uh, even when we're in a bear market. Yep. So, what did I do? I made the title of today's program: "Benefits of a Bear Market." Who would do that? Who would? Well, what kind of person you. would do that? <laughs> a a <laughs> perpetual optimist. Yeah. So there are benefits of a bear market. Believe it. Or, believe it or not, and. Kind of in this bear market series, we did the bear market newsletter special edition. The last few programs that we've made have been on the questions asked in a bear market, how a Christian should respond in a bear market. So today we're going to talk about the benefits of a bear market. So instead of looking at things negatively when the markets are way down, look at them positively. Yeah. Okay. Because there's some there's some great opportunities out there. Definitely. So. So let's let's start with the definition. A bear market is when securities prices fall 20% or more from recent highs amid widespread pessimism and negative investor sentiment. So we're we're there. We're there. Yep. There's a lot <laughs> of stocks that are down 25, 30, some even down 50, 60% yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in, not necessarily the market as a whole, but Man, like individuals. They're on sale. <laughs> yeah, they're on sale. So another interesting uh, fact, not definition. Yeah, <clears throat> the average bear market can last around a year, while the average bull market, when prices are increasing, lasts over four years. But people remember those years. They do. They remember they do. the months in those years. And, and those four years have an interesting effect on people. Four years ends up being about long enough for people to forget. That we are going to have a bear market again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they also forget that the four years of plenty were after a, bull, a bear market. Mm-hmm. You know. So <laughs> I, I, you know how I love my pastor, and we've been going to um, Oakwood here in town for years and years. And he always says, during the good times, enjoy them because there's going to be the bad times. And during the bad times, look at the the light. At the yeah. end of the tunnel, because there's going to be the good times. Just like Ecclesiastes, he, he, there's he's a kind time of for everything. Our, our pastor's kind of the same way. He's he's a, a positive person, and so number one, the number one benefit that I love about bear markets is they really create buying opportunities. Absolutely, you know, companies are on sale during bear markets, and these these are buying opportunities that you would normally not have. Yeah. In a bull market. Yeah. Because when things, things are, are really overvalued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So uh, you should be looking at buying, not, not selling. selling. Yep. Yeah. Adding to your position. Exactly. I mean, what does Warren Buffett, famous Warren Buffett, do? He's always buying when the market's down. He, he's the only time they talk about him in the news and, and you know, just other, other play, media places is when we've been in a bear market and all of a sudden you have someone 
uh, talking about how Warren Buffett's buying XYZ company stock uh-huh. or whatever. Yep. Like, what is he doing? He's buying. Why? Yeah, he's buying, why is he that, buying? Because everybody else is selling and they're not thinking about the long term. Yeah. So number two, bear markets create balance. That's right. It's healthy. It keeps values from overextending. Mm-hmm. If we never had bear markets, then values would never be in check. And a bear market brings balance back into the markets. You know, think of a seesaw. Yeah. You know, it's always like this. You never, and you're on the top part. You'd never get get to get off of the seesaw. It has to come back. Things yeah. need to balance. Think about a balloon. If you blow too much air into that balloon, what's that balloon going to do? Explode. Explode. It's going to yeah. pop. So it's good. I'd, I'd rather have more bear markets than not because a bear market brings balance back into yeah. it. lets the air back out of that balloon. So you don't want to have a prolonged bull market because the, the longer that bull market goes on, and by the way, you realize this last bull market has only been two years. Yeah, we didn't because actually we get were four in COVID. years. And then, believe it or not, it was in 18 we had a little bit of a bear market mm-hmm. too. So it, it, it's about every two years, and that's a good thing. You don't want to go four or five years yeah. or six years. It just is going to create way Everything's going to get overvalued yeah. to the point it just is ridiculous well, to buy. You know, if you think about it, too, having it where if we start averaging where we have a shorter bear market and we have a shorter bull market of, say, around two years, it also creates more opportunities, especially for newer investors or people who, uh, you know, they're not in retirement, but they're mm-hmm. they're actually maybe a little earlier on in their, in their planning and their investing right. is because then you're not having to worry as much about trying to figure out, like, when you need to start buying. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay, it's a bear market. So if you've been kind of sitting on the sidelines, now's the time to start moving in. And even if you are retired and you have a balanced portfolio, you can re, you can rebalance it. Because what will happen in a bear market is the stock portion is going to go down. That's going to give you a higher exposure right. on your fixed income side. And right. you can rebalance and buy exactly. more when yeah. you're down. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So when you rebalance, you're, you're actually selling off the parts of your portfolio that have, have gone up in overall value and buying more of the positions like the stocks when you're in the bear market that have gone down in value. And so your long-term net effect is, is a lot better. Boy, this, this third one is a favorite of mine. Yeah. Well, I'll let bear, you do this one then. Bear markets remove inexperienced day traders. Yep. They tra- yep. And I, I call them day traders and gamblers. They, and they get a really hard lesson in mm-hmm. gambling in stocks when, well, when bear that, that makes me occur. think of something Bob. okay all right how many day traders have you met that are still successful and it's been more than five years personally sean i've never met one yep <laughs> I, I, I seriously i've never i mean there may be one. some out there they'll be but. successful for a couple of years and they'll be yeah. successful in a in a bull market when it's yeah. it, you know. it, it is weird right it almost seems like you you hear about how successful these day traders are during a bear, uh, a bull market. Yeah. But yet, I never really hear about how great they're doing in a in a bear market. You know the old eighty twenty rule. Mm-hmm. Eighty. The Pareto principle, right? Know, what twenty percent is going to do well at it, but even yeah. day traders, it might be one percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what happens is it, it just pushes them away. It gets it gets them away. They they learn their lessons. I saw this. I saw this back in the early two thousands with the internet bubble. Mm-hmm. 
You mean where again? you could literally throw a dart at a stock and do well? Yeah. Well, they had a monkey go to a Rolodex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the 90s, and he just picked stuff out, and he did better some money. I don't remember that, but I remember you telling me that story one yeah, time. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. But day traders get these hard lessons in these bear markets, and they they go away. Mm-hmm. And, and day traders are not good for the markets. The markets are not about gambling. The markets are supposed to be about investing. Right. But they make it a gambling casino. Yeah. So, so what happens is, is when you get rid of these day traders, boy, they came on strong in the last couple of years because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. And we had these apps like the Robin Hood app where everybody could, you know, you could just yeah. go trade all that all that you wanted yeah. to. Which on uh, paper it, on paper kind of makes sense, you know, the the idea of oh, giving more people the the ability to to be able to invest and, and manage, but but the problem though is is the way most of those things are are promoted and and used, it's not about sound investing. That's exactly what you're talking about. It's it's day trading, it's oh, what's the newest stock tip, you know, to to go into and, and there's there's no yeah. it's not investing and and yet on our media outlets they'll they'll talk about what the investors are doing today and reality it's well no they're not investors they're it's day traders it's speculators it's it's not investors that's almost unfair to lump investors and people like the day traders into the same group well I, I've heard I heard an advertisement I guess six months ago and it's kind of going away now. You know, paper your paper press machine. Call me and I'll give you this trading uh, platform and oh, yeah. the money press machine. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you're yeah. kidding me. This this is yeah. sad. So what it will do is, day traders create a, a lot more volatility in the market, right. and, and if it, as it weeds them out, the volatility uh, will go away. Now. Basically, they, they lose their capital. They're always going to return. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it over and over. They return when the bull market. When it's a bull market again, market's been up a couple of years. All the day traders start to return again. Yep. It's just like there's a time for everything. It just yep. repeats itself and repeats itself. Well, let's go on to number four then. Mm-hmm. Bear markets prune out weak companies. So this this can result in a much healthier market because we have stronger companies that are still around after we've gone through that bear market. Exactly. And yeah. the price-to-earning ratios get back down there to where they mm-hmm. should be. The, you shouldn't be trading at a P-E ratio of 200 times earnings. I remember, uh, times I don't earnings. remember the, exact, the exact stats, but I remember uh, it was a Rivian, right, that – you know, that hadn't hadn't you even be produced about mentioning particular well, companies. But I, I yeah. think I think it's okay. It's okay. all over the news oh, at this okay, point. But okay. like, you know, R- Rivian was they hadn't even produced any vehicles yet, and and it was oh. yeah. I guess it was. I think it was Ford. Had, I don't know what involved, it was, but, but it went from here but to there here. Were, <laughs> there were multiple companies, like large companies, that had had started to back them again before they even produced anything. It's just basically the idea of what they might produce, yeah. and their price to earning ratios were. Crazy. Well, because they I mean, hadn't had really any earnings. I mean, the price earnings yeah. ratios were a thousand times earnings or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And but but and, that's an example of like mm-hmm. one of those things where and now you know it's it's uh, they're they've just they've like dropped that. because it's, it's kind of like, like oh cliff. they're they're not going to be the next uh, you know dominant electric vehicle manufacturer. You know it's it's and all of a sudden psh, well, all we the got, wind came out of the and sand. we're not making a recommendation to buy or sell. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. I'm just using that, but that's just a great, uh, yeah. more recent example of you, know, you get all this hype around something like it. Rivian was the stock tip, yeah. you know, and it goes way up, and then it just it cratered. It, that's so, so so much day trading there uh, again, and it prunes out those weak companies. Number five yeah. is bear markets push away short term in, investors or what they. Short-term traders, I call them. Mm-hmm. I don't like to mm-hmm. call them investors because I think of an investor investing 
it involves risk, and it's not for those that can't handle the short-term volatility. Yeah. Okay. Investing is yeah. not for months at a time. It's yeah. for years at a time. Many years at a time. Not yeah. even one year at a time, but it's for many years. Yeah. And and you know if you have a, if you have an aggressive portfolio that needs to be for a ten plus year mm-hmm. horizon, you have a moderate that needs to be for at least four or five year plus horizon. Yeah. Conservative even a two year horizon. Yeah. So. You you got to think of it that way, and and you know there's all the different uh, investment objectives that that you have, and and each one of those has different time horizons. Right. Okay. Number six. Number six. Bear markets allow companies to buy back their own stock at bargain basement prices. I've been seeing this a lot, Sean. Mm-hmm. That the inside you'll see it's called insider trading. It's those that are working for the company and they're coming back and they're buying their own stock. Yeah. But but legal insider trading. Oh yeah, not, no, yeah. it's legal. It's legal. <laughs> not not the insider yeah, trading yeah, as yeah. in uh, they're using no you can non-public see public information. You can yeah. see it on the charts. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, what what is the benefit, I guess, or purpose of that, Bob? So they're, well, they're buying at these you know very low prices relative to where they've the been company trading. can take back more control of its own company because sometimes yeah. when a company starts to become publicly traded, they lose control of yeah. the company, and it's yeah. all about just who owns. You know, all the traders, stock right. traders now, or investors versus what the company uh, wants. So, and I, another thing I, I like uh, too is is during a bear market, it allows companies to buy weaker companies that maybe are in the yeah. same business. So the consolidation takes place uh, and helps them to be even more competitive, right? In, in the future, so it creates synergy and a, mm-hmm. and a stronger company. The strong buy the weak. So. All that being said, Bob, mm-hmm. what would you say are the two main things causing the present bear market we're in now? Well, that's a good one because it's changing quickly. Right. Okay. Well, of course, we know. So as of the time of this recording. <laughs> <laughs> and we know inflation has taken a big bite mm-hmm. out of it. But we've also had news in just the past couple of weeks that uh, there's they way overshot in, in the large companies like the Walmarts and the Targets. On their uh, their supply, on their, their inventory. inventory. So they have more inventory. They have record numbers of inventory now. That really the markets didn't understand that they had that until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And just this morning, um, inflation numbers came out that they're lower this this last month than they were the month before. But definitely, inflation is hurting things in yeah. the supply side. Chant, you know, the supply yeah. supply side. So opening basically, up. the the you kind of have those leading and lagging indicators, mm-hmm. and and we've been experiencing inflation from supply side issues that had kind of been just hanging around because yeah. of the pandemic when it started. And even though we're starting to see, you know, a lot of those areas are kind of resolving themselves where, oh, no, we, we actually have more than enough supply. But it, it's kind of one of those things where it, it takes a little while for it to, things to kind of catch up. Things don't just happen yeah. overnight. Yeah. And and we, you know, COVID lasted a couple of years. We've got to, we've got to work our way through that. You know, the, the Ukraine-Russian war. Yeah. I, there's a, there's so many different opinions on this. I don't know if this thing is going to turn into like the Vietnam War and just go for years and years or not. Yeah. I hope it doesn't. But but, but I mean, also it, it could it could be resolved quickly or it could just kind of drag linger. on. And and the thing that's you know that's interesting about that on causing like oil prices to go up. Well, it's it's not so much because you know we're you know in the United States. It's not that we don't have enough oil. It's not that we're just selling everything you know overseas. But it's just kind of one of those where 
if, if you have a, a major area being affected by that commodity pricing, it will affect the prices in other markets, even if they're not directly affected because of like a supply chain issue. But then, as I, I think we were just talking about this uh, a couple of days ago, we, you were talking about all of the the pipe the pipelines coming back on and the the drill the the new drilling and the all the wells because you know we're talking about private land. Well, there's well, no issue with the private land. We live very close to what's called the Eagle Ford Shell, and for the, those of you that don't know, we we live in between San Antonio and Austin is where we're making this, and we're basically 45 minutes from what's called the Eagle Ford Shell. It's a big oil yeah. area. And uh, I know that to, uh, today, from talking to clients that live in the Eagle Ford Shell and even talking to some clients that work for the oil companies, there's not a single piece of equipment that's even available. Yeah. Everything is out there. Directly. Everything available is being used. So so what happened with, with oil was that the prices dictated what's happening today couple years ago because the prices were so low they turned off the wells they right. quit drilling it would, wasn't yeah. profitable to drill yeah well now with prices back yeah they're, they're t- trying to turn those things back on but, exactly. but again the problem is it's not like a it's not like a light switch it, where no. you just flip it on and oh great we have more it, it takes a while again it's that leading lagging kind of an indicator it, it is it takes a while for the first to get back to where okay we're now producing enough to start to have the prices actually start coming back down and it, it's happened over and over. If you look at history, the yep. oil companies, they too much supply, prices go back down. Yep. Prices go back down, they turn the wells off or they quit drilling. Then yep. you, then but they you end up turning like too many wells off and then, then the prices start going back up again. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then you don't have enough uh, enough supply. So yeah. that, and and these, the artificially low interest rates that we had during COVID, yeah. you know, that's going to take a while. I mean, they're saying they're going to continue to raise rates. Yeah. I I think they need to slow down and see what they've done so far, how that's going to affect yeah. the, the, the future. Uh, higher rates are really starting to hit real estate. Yeah. And I I would not go out and buy any real estate right now. Yeah. Do not. I just wouldn't do it. I would Because I would it's wait. just math. It's just math. <laughs> well yeah, we we had a whole podcast on that. So real estate is going to reset Sometimes people in our area they'll say, "Yeah, but we're in a bubble here." You know, we're, we that can't happen. Yeah, here. it's different. No, we're not. Somehow we magically have buyers buyers coming from places that I guess aren't affected by it. Exactly. This. Yeah. So we're not an island in our area. Just by the way, you know, Austin, San Antonio area is the hottest one of the hottest growth places in the United States, but. It's because of people coming from other areas, right? And we've yeah. become so expensive now that we're just size they are. So oh, yeah, really I remember seeing the stats where the it was like Chicago and Austin being compared, and you know, obviously that's Austin's a pretty popular place for people moving to Texas, mm-hmm. and you know, when when Chicago and Austin are are getting to a price equilibrium, where's the incentive to move? Yeah, you know, it, you don't have the same incentive that you had. Like, you know, I remember a number of years ago when you had a lot of people that would come from places like California, where they could buy two houses here for the mm-hmm. same price as theirs after their price, you know, the price of their home yeah. already dropped. Well, when all of a sudden that incentive goes away it's because there's not as much of a difference, well, then you're not going to have as many people moving, which means you won't have as many buyers. Well, we, hopefully this has helped you today as we've talked about the benefits of a bear market and um, take advantage. Yeah. Take advantage of these low prices right now. Yeah. And uh, just to like to leave you guys with, you know, 
check out our part, our episodes are available on audio, video. You can go to our, our website, christianfinancialpodcast.com. Uh, if you have any, uh, if you want to find us online, you look for Christian Financial Perspectives. Mm-hmm. And we're also available, call or text us at 830-609-6986. Thank you and God bless. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.